Ready Check Radio. What's up, Internet? Welcome to the Relic Grind. It's Thursday. It is 7 p.m. That means Ready Check Radio is bringing to you the Relic Grind, the Final Fantasy XIV slash Square Enix podcast, where myself, Mike Byrne, and my co-hosts bring to you our opinions on some of the goings-ons of the week in Final Fantasy XIV and all things Square Enix related. And we do have 14 news. It is a little bit of a dead period here, but we still have Final Fantasy XIV news. We got about, you know, an estimated two-ish weeks <laughs> to uh, patch 5.4, but we've got some stuff on that front. I've got a little surprise topic, kind of a, a, a tradition, if you will, anytime a group of people get together and talk about anything Final Fantasy related. And, of course, the Ooh. topic that won't die, uh, Marvel's Avengers. So we've got a lot of stuff there to talk about. If you're listening won't die until it dies. Right. If you're listening <laughs> to us on Spotify, make sure you're following Ready Check Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O, uh, so that you can get all the notifications for not only this show, but also Snowbound, our Blizzard podcast, and Gaming Gumbo, our gaming general weekly wrap-up show that premiered last Saturday. Uh, that will air this Saturday as well. So... And as well as a team of volunteer streamers behind the scenes. Thank you to all of them, of course, that uh, just stream to have some fun and hope you'll come along. So we hope you'll follow us. Join the uh, website there, readycheckradio.com, and you can find all the socials to follow. Uh, on a programming note, uh, since we're speaking of that, next week there are no shows. Uh, we do Snowbound Second, Tuesday, uh... Relic Grind Thursday, Gaming Gumbo Saturday, all at 7 p.m. Eastern. There will be none of those shows. I didn't think it was fair to give the Relic Grind folks off because it happened to fall on Thanksgiving. I'll uh, still be here. And then not give the other two shows off. However, follow the Twitch, uh, the Twitch page so you get notifications because a lot of our streamers including myself, will be going live at their normal time. Some have opted to take a day off, uh, but some most will be going live. Uh, and Tuesday, instead of Snowbound, uh, Dom, Zista, and I will be doing some uh, World of Warcraft streaming of Shadowlands. So there'll be odds and ends. Make sure you're following. But to talk about all the things Final Fantasy-related helping me today, first up, Mr. Chris Montoya, a.k.a. Tarkoth. What's up? Greetings, programs. So happy to be back. Uh, I missed I missed you guys last week. Yeah, you were uh, off. It was, it was good stuff. I, I want to play the card game, man. You want to play ah. FFTCG? We had a special guest, Chris <laughs> Adams of the RVA Returners, a, a friend of mine and an even more so friend of our third co-host, Mr. Adam Lane, a.k.a. Kronos. What's up, sir? What's going on? Yeah, I'm ready to talk some 14 now. Uh, yeah. Some more Phantasmagoria news, right? <laughs> yes <laughs> i'm a phantasmagoria billionaire however that was that was put. i'll never forget that yeah. chris is chris is too much anytime you get him somewhere uh it's just a blast it's just a blast and if there's beer involved all the better uh <laughs> all the better yeah but yeah we do have some 14 news so uh let's start with that gentlemen we do have just a little reminder for you. The live letter will be on November 27th. It's at 6 a.m. Eastern United States time, uh, obviously. For those of you that know, they're, they're broadcast out of Japan during Japan's primetime hours. So, yeah. If you're on the West Coast, that's 3 in the morning 
uh, on November 27th. Now, that wouldn't have made next week's show anyway, right? Because it's Friday True. and Thursday. So plan on the following show. Uh, obviously, we'll be going through the live letter because I'm sure, gentlemen, there will be a lot in there to discuss. Do you anticipate, uh, Kronos, any surprises out of the live letter? Typically, Yoshi P like teases a little something or the team holds a little something back from what's upcoming in the in the newest patch as far as public release until right on the cusp do you anticipate anything like that in 5.4 or are we kind of let's wind this down because we're going to be looking at 6.0 probably an announcement come february i, I think there's going to be something they're holding close to the chest that they'll show that we don't know yet maybe it comes on something kind of small maybe i mean even if it's just like a sneak peek at like a raid boss or something i mean we're i think we're going to see that at, at least tarkoth you maybe agree? not uh, I mean, we'll get little sneak peeks of raid bosses because we've got a new raid tier. Um, we'll hear about the monk changes, so that'll have some interest. Um, I, I don't think anything like earth-shattering is going to happen with this because um, I think they're really trying to get back in the swing of things because of COVID, and we're trying to gear up for a new expansion. So I think most of the, our surprises are going to be with the story and how it's moving forward and not necessarily this live letter. I, I think there's a small chance that they could like drop the big bomb of like at least teasing what the ultimate is, even though we're not like pretty far away from that. Yeah. That's like next Maybe. patch. I think that's possible, but I wouldn't bet on it. I, I wouldn't bet on it either. Now, the live letter typically falls about two weeks before uh, big patches. So, again, all things pointing towards December 8th. I haven't seen anything yep. that throws me off of December 8th as being my guest date for. <laughs> For patch 5.4 you know we have the tombstone changes those typically happen about a month ahead we had those we've got the live letter that's typically about two weeks ahead so still looking at the eighth on my calendar i still have it penciled in what about you guys well they have they they're really predictable with their releases on information so the last live letter then a week later you got the prelim patch notes and then following tuesday is the patch so december 8th is is i, I gotta say it's it's the date yeah, I'd be surprised at this point if it's not. I think Tarko hit it right on the head. I think it's, we're going to get the patch notes probably shortly after, maybe like the following Tuesday of the live letter, and then and then the patch the Tuesday after that. Yeah, I, I initially, like a few weeks ago, thought 8th or 15th. Although the 15th isn't technically like early December, and that's kind of the term they threw around. As soon as we ta yeah. saw the tombstone changes, I was like, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the 8th now, because that's usually about four weeks ahead of the patch. And then mm -hmm. this, when they announced the live letter date, it was like, it's go time on the 8th. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. Make sure you're watching it. Make sure you tune in the following Thursday for our thoughts on everything. And if there's anything spicy and new in there, that'll be cool. Uh, and if not, we'll give you our opinions on everything we see. We should at least like get things like a little, you know, Matoya's Relic uh, preview-ish. You know, So there should be some more around things we already know. So I'm looking forward to quite a bit to talk about. There's always something to talk about from the live letters. Uh, and that's one thing that I can appreciate as like a content producer. Like there's always something in there, even if you have the full list of features that are gonna be in a patch or an expansion. So I, I gotta compliment Square Enix where do, at least on Final Fantasy XIV uh, and how mm -hmm. they drop the information. Not all their games, but <laughs> this one yeah. pretty good. <clears throat> Uh, let's go on. We've got some... This is weird. So, <clears throat> being on Twitch, all of you watching and, and any of you that produce content, 
you've probably been seeing the news, if not sucked up into the news lately about the whole DMCA fiasco that just keeps dragging on with Twitch uh, and <laughs> punishing people for not only music, copyrighted music use, but now like different sound effects keep flagging things. And, you know, Twitch is in sidebar. Twitch is in a really bad spot right now because they drag their feet on this shit for so long that... No, they're bad. They're horrible. Yeah, now that more companies and big labels and producers are like, okay, no, wait, you have to do something about this. All of a sudden it's, you know, everything's burning down, Kronos. We got to go fix it now uh, at the expense of us, the content producers, with no notice and things like that. Uh, luckily, hasn't been an issue here yet, knock on wood, but we also like pay for all of our assets. So mm -hmm. <laughs> we're, we're licensed out the ass for our music and our art and, and everything. But, yeah, I know uh, a lot of people were jumping to like just delete their vods, yeah, and, like all sorts of preemptive stuff. But then apparently, like they're they're still getting like slapped down. Yeah, so I, it's Jay says it best. It's like a hurricane. It, it was like a hurricane for content creators. I um, think the issue is is like no one really knows like what they're doing wrong. A lot of people don't know what they're doing wrong. Some yeah. people obviously do. Some people are like using something and then it's obvious why they're getting like slapped down. But some people are just playing a game yeah. with the music in the game, and then they're still getting you know hit with the DMCA stuff in. So there's no real like guidelines. And I think that's the real frustration is no one really knows what the right thing is to do other than to just like delete your VODs and not play music at all. It's like yeah. some people are just muting their games. Yeah, and Twitch actually said Sad. that in a tweet. Like how dumb was, oh, somebody actually like tweeted them and asked a question about, you know, how can I, and, they, and there, there was, we always have the option to mute all the game sounds. Oh yeah, thanks. I, I didn't realize that I could do that and just totally mute everything and really makes a make great a experience, yeah, right? It just makes a stream super uncomfortable to watch. Uh, so I bring this up for an FF14 reason, right? I, you know, not just yep. so that we could vent about Twitch, but for a 14 reason. But first, since we're talking about like sound effects actually triggering this, like there's there's people in other games. The one we're going to talk about in Final Fantasy, I think, is really bizarre. So give us a second on that one. But in other games like World of Warcraft, like Wind, Wind yeah. flagged somebody as a sound effect that somebody <laughs> out there owned and, and popped as a strike. I will tell you, go and check out... <laughs> go, I'm sorry. <laughs> go and check out on Twitter, at uh, PlayWithJambo. PlayWithJambo. J-A-M-B-O. She posted a video of her of a clip of her playing Skyrim oh. that to avoid the DMCA takedowns muted the game and just decided to do the entire playthrough with her own sound effects. Oh, God. <laughs> Some of them you're like, okay, that's silly. But, like, she's running along and <laughs> she starts humming the Skyrim theme uh, at certain points and when she swims underwater as she's humming it she goes <laughs> and then comes back <laughs> it is it is brilliant it is, like i don't know if you could watch a five-hour stream of it you'd have to be really entertaining to pull this off or uh, drunk <laughs> yeah but it is incredibly <laughs> funny go and uh, go and check that out anyway totally sidebar has nothing to do with final fantasy 14 um on the final fantasy 14 side of things we did have uh, at least one of our own fun sound effect screw-ups. 
uh, when it comes to Final Fantasy XIV, but it wasn't sound effects. So if I had to, 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 if I told you this, Kronos, and I said, somebody was streaming Final Fantasy XIV and got a DMCA takedown notice, what is the first gut reaction that you say probably triggered it? Knowing Final Fantasy XIV. Some song in the game. Some song like, in the game. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just, it's gotta be the music, right? There has to be the, and it was, it was. To be mm-hmm. fair, it it was. But not Square's music. <laughs> this whole this whole world's gone backwards. <laughs> Queen E, uh, Emily Krumlind, Krumlinde, I apologize if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, uh, posted the following about a DMCA takedown that she had received for streaming Final Fantasy XIV. And this is a quote. The messed up thing about the Final Fantasy XIV mute that they received is that it's not even muted because based on the original in-game music. It's muted because of a YouTube cover artist making a cover of the original song. The content ID system can't notice the difference between the original that was playing on the stream, right? In the in the background of the stream, and the cover. So it's flagging the original version of the song <laughs> as the cover artist's song. So here's me, Emily, and every other streamer playing Final Fantasy XIV are getting muted and risking potential DMCA strikes, not because of the actual music in game, but because of a YouTube cover artist. The system can't even recognize the difference between these two, Kronos. This is nuts. Yeah, like, could you imagine if I covered, I don't know, let's say, a popular song, like a, like a weekend song, and then I posted it on YouTube, and then I got I got his video flagged yeah. for my, for my <laughs> music. Which came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> yeah, like, that's really bad. It's really bad. Talk about... They, they need to fix their algorithm before they start slapping oh this on God. people. So nuts. That's nuts. Uh, reporting on that credit, by the way, to uh, Kotaku uh, and uh, writer Nathan Grayson for the story on that one that included Emily's uh, reply that I read to you. I mean, that is just nuts. I would not have been surprised. Like, remember, before, when the game was just getting ready to launch, the a Realm Reborn version of it, there were huge concerns about YouTube content creation and Final Fantasy uh, 14 streaming. I don't know if either of you remember mm-hmm. this, if you were in like content creation at that time, but it was... Not quite yet. Yeah, there was a big concern because Square had like released this whole long statement about limitations on what you could use and everything. And I think Yoshi P had a lot to do with this. Uh, eventually before the game launched, those were eased and clarified uh, into the usual what we see, like you can't use our stuff to to make money, but streaming and having subscribers or making a guide and putting it on YouTube and having that monetized, we are not going to claim those. But initially, the initial rules were like they were pretty pretty messed up. So I think Yoshi P has a lot to do with helping some aspects of Square Enix like catch up to the times a little bit. <laughs> he does all praise Yoshi P. Yeah, he does a lot on that front. Uh, just such a community-oriented person. So yeah, uh, that's a fun story. What else we got? Fourteen was oh, Bosja coins. We yeah. called this, gents. We called this. Yeah, we did. I don't think we were the only one had, by any stretch of the imagination, but we called this. Mm-hmm. 
Go ahead, Tark. You had something to say. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying uh, that they had to do something because um, it was just too much to grind a bazillion different uh, cast room runs. Uh, they, they had to do something to, to ease that. Yeah, when you're needing Kronos between like 800 and 900 coins to to purchase particular items uh, to to either use there or, or gear items or whatever the case may be, and the cast room was the only place to get them, we had talked to you way back when, when you, like the first week, you had cleared it and you got like 20 some mm -hmm. coins and you mm -hmm. estimated there was probably about like 40 on the line that you could have gotten-ish, somewhere around there, when we did have the exact numbers. Uh, now you can actually pick up some extra coins just by completing the um, the uh, skirmishes uh, with a gold or silver rating. Uh, you can get one extra coin, uh, or if you complete any critical engagements, you can get three. But, and I think this qualifier makes sense, uh, Kronos, you have to have cleared the Lady of Blades quest, which is basically having beat Castrum. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think all those changes like probably should have been in there from the start. Uh, like, I, I mean, concur. Like to have ways other than Castrum after you've cleared Castrum to continue to get coins. The price of the items are still extremely high. I think so you're too. You're still going to be doing a lot of stuff if you really want those haste pieces for some reason. Like if you're really trying to gear up for the next like the Bajja 24-man thing. Um, yeah, I mean, you're still going to be spending a lot of time, but I think this is a needed change, and it's a good change. Yeah, I think so. running around picking up one, 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 three, one, one, three, one, one, three. I think that definitely does help speed up things. I agree with you. I still think the items, even at that change, are overpriced. Now, I can understand Tarkov maybe not wanting to be like, well, let's give ten and five, because then things become you know, uh, your problem is there's too much currency in the market where it would be much easier in any economy to adjust the prices of items than to extract currency from the market, right? That's always easier. So I can see why three and one here, but I would still, if I had to guess, I still would think there's going to be a price change in these items uh, relatively soon. I don't think we're going to be waiting too long for that. Uh, I think it might be maybe closer to when they drop the 24 man, the normal and the savage. Um, that's fair. So that, you know, you're not nerfing the content and they can't put the, the bonuses too high because then you negate the need to go to Castrum where you can get a good chunk. Um, cause then it's more worth your time to just grind it out critical engagements and skirmishes, skirmishes instead of going to. Yeah, I, I mean, Castrum. I exactly agree. It's much easier to price change than to try and extract currency you mm -hmm. flooded onto the market. And that's the same with Gil. That's why we talked in the interview uh, on last show about, you know, economies and things like that. And they don't really do Yoshi P. So they don't really do price changes uh, on all that much, all that often, uh, Kronos. But they did implement their first big price change a little while ago for the specific reason we're talking about here. There's just not enough of certain currencies in certain areas to be able to to afford these items i don't do you think it's after the 24 though i think it would be i think it would be before chronos but just, not yeah, not just far before. before i don't think they're going to change the price at all you really don't i i think they're going to stick with it because i mean well i guess we don't really know what's going to what the 24 man's going to give but if like these if this gear is like what you're supposed to take into the 24 man this haste gear and they don't, and the twenty-four man itself doesn't give you any better armor, or I don't know. I, I 
I don't, I just, my gut tells me they're not going to reduce the price on the, because, because like the non-haste version isn't terrible. Like, I mean, you can get a full set. It's, it's still a pretty good chunk of coins. The haste but version it's really is the actually haste. causing some problems of its own, by the way. Yeah. For people's rotations. <laughs> right. Because yeah. your GCD is going to be a lot faster than you're used to. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just, my, my gut tells me they're not. If they do, I think that's cool because I do really think it's overpriced. I really do. But I feel like we would have already seen a change if they were going to reduce. That's that's just what where my, my interesting. Gut says. So the panel we're kind of split on this one. Tark and I think there's going to be a change. You say not at all, not at all. And Tark, I think you and I are right around the same time period, like right before the twenty mana, twenty four mana. Yeah, yeah, just uh, maybe two weeks before. You know, they're just it because I, I feel that they're going to want um, not necessarily for the sa uh, savage mode or the normal mode, but for the savage mode, I think they're going to want you to have the best gear that you can get. So that's the haste gear. Um, but yeah, it's just too much as it is right now. I guess you, the other thing is... Uh, sorry, so much time point. in it. it. just You just have to spend so much time in there and it gets real boring after a while. Like I can for only sure. do one one um, time lock before I'm like, okay, I'm done with Bozja for now. Yeah. yeah, I guess my other thing is, do you really think the haste gear is going to be required to kill the Savage? Because I don't. I don't think so. Which is why I don't think they're going to reduce yeah. the price. I... I if it's required, like if, if their intention is to balance the 24-man Savage around the haste gear, then they I think they might reduce it. But I don't think that that's going to be the case. I don't think which so. Is why I don't think, which is why I don't think they're going to. That's kind of, I mean, I hope they do, because I do think it's overpriced. Like, they'll, okay, they'll take me the wrong way. I, I think that it is. <laughs> I think they should. I just don't think they will. <laughs> he's, he's playing the, I'd like it to be cheaper too, but it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> So I guess a good question then is uh, like, where do we find? Where do you think the difficulty is going to be with the normal and the, and the savage? Uh, is normal going to be like normal rating, where you can just kind of go in there and do whatever, and, punk and it. then savage, <laughs> yeah, and punk it, and the savage is you know whatever little pieces you can get, and or do we think it's going to be closer to ultimate? Ultimate. Yeah, I would probably assume the regular one's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood difficulty-wise of like a regular 24-man, like a nigger raid or something. Okay. And my guess is like the Savage is probably going to be a little bit harder than what we got in Castrum. Probably be my guess. I don't I don't think they're even going to make it as hard as like a true eight-man Savage fight. Ultimate but they might. Red Chocobo. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> that would be Let's hilarious. Ultimate Red Chocobo. Hey, I, I clearly I need to get my uh, big D DPS uh, up there for that. So I'll, <laughs> I'll work on that. I'll work on that for you guys. Oh, Stop bringing that baby DPS, dude. Yeah, <laughs> still got time for that. We need the big dick deeps. <laughs> yeah, the chocobo will not suffer your your little D. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. All right, uh, speaking of updates and 5.4, today we got the new website, gentlemen. This is always a good day. Yeah, buddy. This is always a good day. Let's take a peek at it here while we're talking about it. We'll kind of just go from top to bottom. There's not a lot as far as, like, you know, spoilers or, or information on it yet, but uh, we still get the early December 2020 flag. Futures rewritten, futures unknown, and we got, like, you know, Alice is having a bad day there. Uh, Alpha No being all supportive, and it looks like they're in Limsa. I mean, those look like the the Limsa walls and towers there in the back there. Um, mm -hmm. With Elidibus defeated and the fate of the first secured, the Scions make their long-awaited return to the source. But in the new future, they now look towards 
what uh, will that which is written upon the pages of history be an anthem of hope or a dirge of despair? So this kind of cueing into the main scenario. We also get a lovely picture here. I'll open this one up too. Uh, oh, pretty. 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 I don't think it really reveals anything, Kronos, but besides where we, you know, we knew stuff was headed in this direction. Now let's focus on, on Aorzea now that we're done in the source for a little while. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting to see Amerik. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was totally been absent from so, the story for a little bit. Yeah, yeah so about. it's kind of, uh, I mean, I guess they're, they're I mean, this is obviously going to start pushing us toward the X-Back, right? So something's yep. going to be there. I'm sure Zeno's going to make an, exper- uh, an appearance at some point. Pretty sure Alice is just crying because Alpha knows her brother. Uh, I think she's probably crying because she has to change jobs again. <laughs> well, she said <laughs> she right. wanted a job it's change. Getting, it's getting to be about that time. Uh, and actually, I didn't mean to gloss over this, but like the key art here uh, at the top, we've got uh, um, uh, Lise and Reen and, Reen and Gaia. Gaia. Reen, Reen, Lise, God damn it. Reen and Gaia, <laughs> and they're, they're holding hands. So we've already seen a ton of internet shipping going on. <laughs> between between these two beautiful art like I love the art books I've got a bunch of them over here but like I would love to buy these like canvassed uh, and things like that and actually hang these I, I love this artwork love this I, artwork. Would, I would too but I wouldn't want to play that square price that they're going to charge you for it yeah. right but it'll have a minion so my cast to get it so oh god I, if it if, god damn it <laughs> I have every single one of those $50 blu-ray music discs because they come with those stupid things. <laughs> and, and you know what? It's not that and, I and don't I'm mind jealous, having all cause... that music. I think you could see them, actually. Yeah, they're right there. I, I wish I could get the minions without it. That's that's my <sighs> problem. Right? Right? Most expensive. Like, I got $700 worth of minions. Oh, and some Blu-ray. Uh, but they're beautiful Blu-rays, anyway. Uh, sidebar. Sidebar. Very beautiful. <laughs> art. I want to show you gentlemen something, though. I want to show you gentlemen something and get, a, get your take on this. Are you ready for this? Ready. So here, let me show you a close-up of this key art. Boop. Boop. All right. Beautiful, right? Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, I love Rin and Jessica Jones. I mean, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but look at this. Boop. Who's hiding there? You can't see this at the top of the website. You have to go down into the key art. And pull this and really image up zoom in, in full. And if you zoom in just to the right of Gaia, behind her her shoulder arm area, we got La Habrea peeking there. Bum, bum, bum. That's La Habrea. Did not notice that. What do you guys think? All right, if you didn't notice it and you're just seeing this for the first time, Kronos, what's your gut reaction? My gut reaction tells me that, like, we're gonna be looking at like past events. I don't think he's gonna come back, but maybe. I mean, it's, it's possible. Who knows? Uh, but my gut tells me it's just gonna be like we're gonna be going through past events, and I mean, he's he's in a lot of past events. So, like, could it? I mean, it certainly could mean absolutely nothing, right? There's just futures. There's past images behind them, and this is part of the past. Okay, but to be honest, La Brea not really part of the story past or at least as far as we know future when it comes to these two particular characters right that's true yeah he's been gone so since heaven's ward since thor wouldn't really be in the past if the things in the background of this image are just meant to represent 
things of the past. He, as far as we know, he wasn't part of the past for for either of these two. Now, Gaia, there's still a lot unknown there, right? An awful lot yeah. unknown there. So maybe it's just something that hasn't been revealed yet. But yeah, very surprised to see our our masked friend there, Tarkov. Uh, and, and considering he's one of the unsundered, so you can't even make the argument that this is one of his shards. So I'm very curious. Now we also know that the Asian names are just titles. So maybe this is the new La Habrea. I don't know. Curious. I got you. I got you both. That was a good gotcha. one it, it, it came out of nowhere. It really did. Got you with a little grab on that one. Look at me. All right. Anyway. What do you I, think? I, I, you know what? I don't know. I, I think... <laughs> Um, when I first saw it, I was like, you know, does, does this play into things or is this just, you know, Yoshi P and, and team doing their being Yoshi P and team thing. Uh, and the more I thought about it, I was just like, there's so much unknown. And in fact, I'm showing on the screen right now, the, the raid dungeon Eden's promise, because that's, you know, the Gaia focused portion. It's just, I feel like there's so much unknown about Gaia and and her backstory and everything that I wouldn't be surprised if there was Asian influence to get her to where things are right now. Well, um, if if we're feeding into the fact that this is going to be a lot more Final Fantasy VIII focused, and Ultimicia is potentially probably a boss, that brings time travel in, right? So true, it does. True. So there, does. there's that. It does. Eden, uh, or I'm sorry, Gaia was uh, stayed at an orphanage. Is uh. Grew up with Squall and Renoa <laughs> and Cypher. And, <laughs> and then lost her memory. And then lost yeah. her memory. Yeah. <laughs> Here we cool, go. Cool story. Cool story. Uh, cool we are story, getting bro. the raid dungeon, though. Eden's promise. Uh, Reen and her mysterious counterpart, Gaia, have succeeded in restoring balance to the elements of the empty. Much of the credit goes to the Warrior of Light, whom they invite to observe whether life continues to flourish in the one bar once barren desert. While the flame of hope brightens, burns brighter than ever, this tale is far from over. We get some character design art here hidden in a click. That is gorgeous. That is absolutely gorgeous. Hammer job, confirm. What are you expecting <laughs> as far as, as bosses here, Kronos? Uh, Ultimicia, I think, is, think? Is, is probably my bet. Some version of, like... Um, Griever, maybe like a combination of her and Griever as like the specific to Savage only thing. Um, other the other two, I'm not really sure. Tark like, could be a lot of things. No idea. I'm totally blank on this. Ultimicia sounds good because Final Fantasy VIII. Um, and they could go so many routes with this. I I I have no clue. Like I I don't even know where the story is gonna go. I'm like. Ah. I'll go with La Habrea. Sure, why the fuck not? Actually, I think it's yeah, going to be... Yeah, do it! <laughs> I think it's going to be Ultimicia, too. But I'll go with La Habrea just to be different from you, Kronos. Uh, for you no, think you'll play the end boss? No particular... Sure, why not? Yeah. Last <laughs> boss. Time travel story, La Habrea. Sure, why not? You'll be the third boss. We haven't You'll be the third before. boss, and Ultimicia is like, no, I was behind it all. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done that before. Why not? Nah, uh, all right. Uh, there was something. Oh yeah, I know what I wanted. It was something I was trying to remember to bring up, but it's further down. Uh, the dungeon, uh, Matoya's relic. We talked about this. Uh, kind of speculated on it a little bit. Like, would it be Matoya referring to Matoya? Re Matoya referring to Yishtola? Like, what? What is the Matoya 
here. Uh, the Maker's Quarter was once home to some of the finest crafters Eorzea has ever seen, but it's lain in forgotten ruins since the Charleian Exodus. It is there, hidden amongst overgrown foliage, that the entrance to the former workshop of the Archon Matoya can be found. So we got our answer, gentlemen, on what Matoya we're talking about here. Uh, no yep. longer, no Yish, no longer in the picture. Uh, her beautiful soulless eyes, no longer in the <laughs> picture here. Uh, we got, it so looks like a, like a cauldron or a, a forge, a kind of like a forge thing going on as far as the key art. I like the aesthetic here. I really do. Yeah, Any it looks initial cool. thoughts, gents? It, it looks amazing, and after three or four runs, we'll be completely bored of it. Who is this? <laughs> I have spent all day trying to figure out if this is a mob I should know or not, and I, I am generally like eidetic memory, Final Fantasy nut, Show me a picture. Usually don't have a problem at least gaining where the inspiration might be from if it's not. I cannot place this. Looks like a Pokemon. I don't know. That's man. what I was going to say. I'm like, <laughs> that's a Pokemon. Where, where's this to, to, to tell us where that, what generation this came from? <laughs> oh, yeah, because he just starts guessing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's obviously, you know, looks like a boss fight. Uh, we got some cages around here. Maybe it's around the pillars here. Uh, but I don't know. I this it's is ice cream Pokemon is what Jay says. <laughs> Demina says it's cute. <laughs> it's cute. And that's all that matters, I guess. I need a minion of it. I bet it's a minion. It's <laughs> definitely a minion. Definitely gotta be a minion. Forty dollars? Sweet. Send me the disc. Sign me up. Chronicles of a new era. Uh, Gaius and the Warrior of Light are another step closer to thwarting the Empire's War Machina development project after vanquishing Sapphire Weapon. However, newly unearthed information alludes to another foe lurking in the shadows, and you must take decisive action before it's too late. Is this really even a mystery anymore, Kronos? <laughs> like, we know what... Here, this, is, this is an interesting thing, too, if you look at this image, uh, talking about these weapons. In this picture, this is part of a cutscene that we've already seen, and the weapon is in the background. Mm -hmm. It's been taken out for this image, or maybe this is just a you know a different image from maybe that that cutscene in a uh, initial form. But we already saw Emerald back there. Yeah, we've mm -hmm. already seen it. I think this might be a, a different one, just the same characters in it. But we've definitely seen in the cutscene. We know it's Emerald weapon. Uh, yeah. I'm surprised they didn't just outright say it. Yeah, it's like honestly. what? Why the mystery? It also makes you go, well, wait a minute. Like, if Yoshi P and team know we know it's Emerald and they're still not saying it, is it actually oh, going to be Emerald? <laughs> the old bait and switch. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a, yeah, f we finish off the site with a nice list of things new to 5.4. We're not going to belabor this list uh, we're, because I anticipate we're going to talk about a great deal of uh, many of these things on this list on our next show two weeks from today. No show next week due to Thanksgiving. But because we will have next Friday the live letter, I'm sure we'll have a bunch of stuff. There is one I want to point out here uh, just to get your take on. And if there's anything on this list real quick, the two of you want to uh, bring up by all means. If you look at the new trial, it's listed as being Castrum Marinum. That's not new. We, we've been there. Well, I mean, we haven't been in it, but we've been there. That is the background. It's in the background of the hardest, most mind-bogglingly difficult trial ever, Rattatan. That's off in the, the distance over the cliff. By the way, that oh, was sarcasm. Western Than? Western Thanaland. 
That mm-hmm. is, yeah, that that's the castrum there. And, you know, to my knowledge, we haven't had any, like, recycled names of castrums um, anywhere yet. But this is already someplace we've seen. We've seen the outside of this. So maybe a little bit of a going back into original Eorzean zones for some things, maybe? I don't know. They're trying to attack us from our flank to divert our forces from the front lines. I, and maybe I uh, maybe I missed it, but did they have they like said where the factory is, where they're like doing working on the weapons? Like, maybe I've missed that. In the I story. went back and tried to to think about. It. I didn't have time to watch all the cutscenes uh, this afternoon. I only got through like I think like two or three before I had to go do show notes. I spent all my life writing show notes um, for for Saturday's gaming gumbo. But yeah, as soon as I saw that, I was like, I that's not no, that's not Castor Meridium. Okay, that's Marinum. I, I think I've still heard that one before. So I had to spend like 10 minutes looking that up. Like, I've heard that one. But yeah, I didn't get a chance to go through all the cutscenes to see like if we know where this is taking place. So mm. I just thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting. You know, something we've never been in it, uh, but we have seen the outside of it during a, a trial uh, in the rush to level 50. Yeah, nowadays yeah. you see that trial for about five seconds, so you don't even really get to get a good view. <laughs> you don't even have time to rotate your camera to view it. Uh, anything else on here that you gentlemen wanted to point out real quick on the on the entire site or on the new to patch five point four list? No, I'm just excited for you for ready. Honestly, yeah, ready. Yep, new tier. Let's do it. Yeah, I got uh, Shadow uh, Lands to keep me busy for a week. Uh, while December waiting. 8th. Yeah. Man, December 8th is going to be a busy, busy day. Yeah, you know. Hey, you know, there's a, a little game called Cyberpunk, I think, that's coming out right around then. <laughs> right around then. And, and, and a patch for uh, our favorite uh, punching bag. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Before we leave the Final <laughs> Fantasy specific topics, I don't think it'd be appropriate, gentlemen, for us to go any longer. This is episode six. And I okay. think it would not be appropriate for us to go any longer as Final Fantasy fanboys with an eye to not have the age-old debate of which Final Fantasy is your favorite. And, Yay! And if your favorite is not what you think the best one overall is, then you have to give us that too. Like if you think 7 is the best but 6 is your personal favorite then you got to give me both of those. Uh, but if they happen to be, you know, seven is my favorite and I think it's the best, then you then you get the easy path. You just have to give me one. I don't think we would have cred anymore on this show if we did not have this chat. So, Kronos, I'll let you This is going to be the last episode of the podcast. <laughs> it's over after this. All right. Kronos, I'll let you go first. <laughs> Does it have to be numbered? That's yeah, let's dragon. let's keep it easy and stick to mainline. One through okay. fifteen. You can't pick sixteen because it's not out yet. You cheating bastard! I already know that's where you were going to try to go. <laughs> so I can't pick tactics. Really, is, is where my you mind. You can't is. pick I tactics. Can't... No. Okay. Oh, so, so main, mainline. My, <laughs> my personal favorite is seven. Uh, it's not even really close, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, I it was the first one I was able to play when I was at the age where I kind of understood what was happening. Um, so I have like a lot of fond memories. I've played it a ton. That's why I was like so excited for the remake. But if I had to be like unbiased and tell you what the best Final Fantasy was, I would say six. I, that's it's my opinion. So, so so then why? Where's the why where the where's the delineation for you on why six I, is probably better than seven, but not your favorite? This is the 
This is the age-old debate. <laughs> I think, uh, so for just talking about the original, which is what I'm talking about, because I'm not, yeah, I'm yeah, not yeah. talking about the remake, I think six ages better. Just the sprite artwork in general ages better than seven. I mean, obviously you got seven with the Popeye arms and stuff, so it doesn't really look the best, but I can ignore that because, you know, I played it back <laughs> in 1997, so I'm fine with it. Um, I almost cried when I saw the artwork of Polygon Square holding, or Polygon <laughs> Cloud holding hands with new remake cloud uh and all the, oh, yeah, the, the yeah. bubble the speech bubble that says uh you don't don't make the same mistake i did save her <laughs> i was like yeah oh, oh my yeah so that's I've like i'm that not an emotional really guy oh. i don't really cry mm. much i saw that and i was just like that hits the heart <laughs> yeah uh as, as much as i like sephiroth i think kefka is probably the best villain they've ever put into a game um, like just the things he does. I mean, I mean, he kind of lose in the game, honestly. Like, I mean, kind of. He kind, he kind of. He he wins, right? He wins. He wins. I mean, oh yeah. I mean, you might you might beat him at the end, but he wins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, there's not much wrong with six. Honestly, you could like poke some holes in seven. As much as I love the game, but there's not much wrong with six. So, Tarkov. Let's see. Um, the one that's most near and dear to my heart is four because it's my first final fantasy that i ever played cecil rosa kane i love kane i such a tortured soul um but golbez oh my god just the first time you encounter golbez and he's this big large soldier magic um spoony bard such good memories um but the best those got to be six um that cast of characters was so well developed um even the ones that you get later they they all had their moments the fact that you lose was just like something like uh, i don't think anybody had done before uh it was amazing that the you, the world ended you lost sorry um little things like you you could not get shadow back if you didn't time the the flying island correctly that was like hey, little Easter whoa egg. <laughs> whoa spoilers. spoilers sorry spoilers whoa. Actually, I kind of do have to say that because my middle son who streams on this channel on Saturdays and his his whole theme oh. is games older than me, he is playing for the first time earbuffs. ever Final Fantasy VI right now. Torture, earbuffs. Yeah, his first time ever <laughs> playing through that one. Um, But yeah, Kefka, he's just playing crazy and evil for evil's sake. Uh, and while you lose, it was a good feeling to finally get him. And I think my favorite character's to play were uh, Umaro and Mog uh, and I just it, it's just the best but 4 is the most near and dear to my heart but 6 is the best 7 is what made uh, Final Fantasy mainstream that's where it gets its cred I'm going to go with my favorite being 11 as much as I mean 14 okay. is obviously aces in my opinion right obviously I generated a show I th- this is the second show I've generated on this that game. I love that game, but Eleven just has a lot of a lot of heart for me, a lot of nostalgia for me. I've spent so much time in there. I met a ton of great people, some of which I, I still happen to uh, to talk to. You know, I just uh, absolutely love it. I love when you know. I don't think I, in all fairness, I don't think I could go back and play it 
now if it were still the same as it was back then it's changed a lot which still allows me to dabble in it and enjoy it but if it were the way it was years ago i don't think Mm. i would like it as much now just that's because my life as far as gaming and mmo time and investment has changed as as i've gotten older so but that is my personal favorite final fantasy mostly i will admit though for nostalgia's sake more than con- there's some great stories in there i'm not shortchanging that at all they have some fantastic stories in there some really dark ones too but um yeah the more nostalgia probably for than than anything i would go with best being 6 but uh both of you did so we'll say 6 <laughs> is not what i think is the best but it is what i think is the best uh but i'll pick a different one just to be different from the two of you. Uh, I'm going to go with nine. I'm going to go with nine. Oh, that's in, that's in my top five. Uh, only, you know, because I couldn't pick six because the two of you jokers did. Yes, you can. No. Well, I did. I picked six. <laughs> if you had let me pick tactics, I would have said that. <laughs> Tacti- oh, tactics. Uh, so I'll go with nine. Uh, and a lot of the art style, music. Uh, but most of all, I think like a return to form. Although it wasn't as returned to form as I think a lot of people might have wanted it to be, I think it was a return to form in an era that was in the middle of some changes as far as the way these types of games played and appealed to a broader audience. I think they they straddled a line there, and for all intents and purposes, they did it rather successfully. Um, might have pissed off some hardcore, hardcore FF2, I'm sorry, four FF6 fans that that's what a return to, to, to form would have been. But I think it straddled the line nicely. So I'll give it to nine, even though six is probably what I genuinely believe to be the best of the series. Which had the best battle system. Oh, Prism, that's a can mm. of worms right there. We'll bring seven. that to another show. That's <laughs> just my opinion. What'd you say? Oh. I think it's seven. You think it's seven? I think, mater- I think, I think it's the hard to argue system. with it, yeah. It, it is, but I, I think I think the material system is the most fun. I think me. 10 is probably right behind it. Um, 10 was good, too. With sphere grid, battle, uh, you know, and battle system there. I think that's probably pretty close, too. Anyway, we'll, we'll bring that for another one. It's not like we don't have plenty of time <laughs> to talk about Final Fantasy. Uh, let's slide over and do some other Square Enix news here. So let's. Uh, we're not going to kick the dog today, actually. Uh, yeah, you know, actually, I think today was probably one of the better days for fans of the Avengers lately. I honestly believe that that's that's the case for for fans here. Let All me... five of them. Yeah. Oh my God, you're so mean. <laughs> You're so mean. All, all 655 that, that played today and yesterday. You are just you guys on are Steam. Absolutely awful. Absolutely. I feel like we need like some new, like an image or something for our Avengers section every week. I, I don't know. Something like beating a dead horse. I, I don't know what it is, but. I'm wondering if Streamlabs is going to crash because all of a sudden I lost Tarkot's camera. No. Yeah. That's very weird. It did this during Snowbound, but it did it at the beginning of the show. Anyway, Kate Bishop. Can we start all over? Yeah, right. <laughs> Coming December 8th. Trailer actually looks pretty good, I got to say. Some nice moves. The whole disappearing teleporting thing seemed a very Final Fantasy 15-ish to me. Adds the new part of the Clint uh, Clint's Hawkeye version of the story. Clint, uh, Hawkeye actually coming in early 2021, so that seems to be a little later than most people probably anticipated. 
Most people on the YouTube videos seem generally happy with it, Kronos. I'm glad for them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it looks fine. It looks fine. I, I just don't see myself playing this game. And then also your first two DLC characters, they're kind of the same character to me, comic book-wise. I mean, there's not much difference between Kate Bishop and Hawkeye. Here you so, go, Tarko. Not... Hey, I got your camera back. Uh, <laughs> yeah, here's the... Here's the part that I don't like. You know, generally, I would have expected the feedback on YouTube to be pretty good because that was people who are interested enough still in the game to have gone and watched that trailer, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. generally speaking, the preponderance of viewers there are probably people that are on your side and want this to improve. And if you read the comments, a lot of people there genuinely believe this is going to be like more a long-term it's going to get better thing like we've seen with some other games. And maybe they'll be right. I hope for their sakes that they are right and they, they find a game that they like. Here's the part I didn't like about this. There's going to be a new boss, Tarkov. You ready for what it is? I don't think you are. Oh, Hold on. So Wait good. for it. It's Wait so for good. it. We've got a new supervillain. A new supervillain. Can I guess? <laughs> is, it, is it a robot? It's a robot. It's a fucking <laughs> robot. It's super adaptoid. Another damn robot. But wait, this one has weapons and abilities that can mimic the powers of the Avengers. Could we please Ooh. get some oh. real bad guys in the damn game? It's, it's Taskmaster Robot. Got it. Okay, cool. So are the only like actual villains in that game Modok and Taskmaster? Yeah. Is that really it? Yeah. And Adaptoid. Yeah. Uh, well, this is yeah. super Adaptoid. <laughs> super Adaptoid. Oh no, Abomination's yeah. in there, right? Yeah, he's uh, in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so. I mean, those are recurring. You know, just go. Actually, you're fighting their clones now, right? Because that's the whole story is that they just keep cloning these damn things. Anyway. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking for more Avengers content, December 8th, uh, it's free, by the way. So if you already have the game, you'll, you'll get this. So I guess that's kind of why they don't really have a concern with Cyberpunk coming out that same week, right? I mean, it's just they're not trying to make any money off DLC here or anything. They're just trying to milk you on the cosmetic side of things. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I got to yeah. say, though, overall, I did think Kate Bishop looked pretty badass. Uh, and I'm not like generally a comic book guy. You know this, Kronos, but, the, you know, I like the ability set, the whole, like, time warping stuff. Obviously, I like when there's new story added. So maybe this could be the beginning of something better for Marvel's Avengers fans. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, she, she looks cool. I wouldn't get your hopes up, though. <laughs> like, it's not going to be I enough have. to get me back into it, but... Yeah, I, you know, I, they've got to find ways to get people like you back into it. You're their audience. Yeah, it, it should be easy, honestly. I mean, you got a game like Spider-Man, which is amazing. You don't need to try very hard. You really don't. Like, it, I don't know. I think they tried to do too much. And and I get they were trying to, like, appeal to, like, the looter shooter people. And I think that's what got you into it, right? That's what got you to buy it. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah. and I, I've I'm, been playing Godfall with that. on the PS5. You know, it's... A single player, basically looter shooter, but yeah, I'm fine with that. If I don't know, just if it feels like it was done right, and it just felt like it wasn't. And and even when I tried the beta, I was not impressed with what I was playing. And usually, it's really easy to sell me on those games. Really easy. Uh, so. what else do we got? Uh, Tarkov, the world ends with you. Is this a franchise you're you're into at all? I own it. I have never booted it up. Um, yeah, I. 
It's a good game. Just don't know about it. Right now, Square is teasing a website, um, and it's got a countdown on it. And I mean, it's obviously Ooh. something related to uh, the world ends with you. I will link yeah. it here because I cannot pull it up without the having to mute the music real quick, and then Twitch will throw me out. <laughs> um, ah! But yeah, I, so we yeah, don't know what the announcement cover. is. The last time they kind of did this whole teaser campaign, it ended up being the the anime. It wasn't anime. game related. Um, but you know, could this now potentially be like a sequel? Could we you know get something something else here? Uh, Nintendo Life is the one that's reporting it, so maybe there's uh, some hope on. Will it be Switch? Will it be handheld? We don't know, but uh, yeah. If you're into The World Ends With You, definitely check it out. You got a, a little over three days before that. I bet it's a Switch it. port. I you bet it's so? a Switch port. You don't that, think it's like it's guess. a straight sequel or I hope, anything? I hope it's a sequel. I really do, because I like the first game a lot. But I don't know. For some reason, I just feel like it's a Switch port. Uh, I mean, what do, you, what do you have to play the original game on? Like DS? Yeah, it's DS. Um, yeah... I mean, I would like that. I would like that, but I wouldn't like it as much as a sequel. I'd like to see a sequel on the Switch, rather than a remake yeah, I agree. Uh, or a port agree. onto the Switch. Um, I'm so, I'm a pessimist, so I just you assume really it's are be today. Just... Like, what happened? Did you, <laughs> like, did you get yeah. in a fist fight with somebody today? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'd I like the prices to change, but they're fucking not going to. I'd love busy, a sequel, like... but it's gonna be a shit ass Switch port. <laughs> Look, man, I'm, I'm too busy losing in the card game to like one hit, one turn kills, dude. It's not putting me in a good mood. I am just coming oh. back, and this is what you do to me. <laughs> you make oh. me want to leave again. Okay, uh, since we don't, that's kind of like weird and out there. Watch the countdown for the next three days. Here's another weird or out there thing. What's even weirder about this, by the way, is uh, that I I can't access the video for this anymore. Uh, and I don't know why. I don't know if it was taken down by or whatever. But I'm going to have to read this to you because I'm not exactly sure what the hell this is. And uh, maybe you guys can clear it up for me. Tokyo okay. Mystery Circus, and credit to Gamespace.com uh, writer Susie Ford. Uh, Tokyo Mystery Circus has revealed that it is working on a, quote, real stealth game. Based on Final Fantasy VII Remake, players will be challenged by a 30-minute time limit and will need to complete their infiltration tasks without being shot by Shinra soldiers. Say that five times real fast. Shot by Shinra soldiers. Shinra soldiers. They'll also need to work through traps and other challenges along the way. The goal is to reach and destroy the Mako Reactor 1. To show what players can expect when taking part, Dev sent out a video with scant but interesting details revealed, a video of which I can no longer access for some reason. At this moment, the game's only available in Japanese, but devs have confirmed that it will be coming in English and Chinese at a later point. The first mission will be available starting December 9th with hourly events running each day from 12 p.m. on weekdays and 10 a.m. on weekends and holidays. Events will end by 8 p.m. on all days. I have read that five times at least. And when I was able to access the video, watched the video, which is predominantly live action, multiple times. And I I still don't get what the fuck they're doing here, Tarkov. Do you? Um, I didn't watch the video, but the only thing I can imagine it's take an escape room, but make it a whole stealth, you know, Metagirl Solid kind of live action. 
you know, you're you're in yeah. Snake's shoes. That was my initial thought. And then, but then I was like, then, it, would you did, are they adding an escape room right now? No. <laughs> no. I mean, that's kind of where I was going. But then I was like, who opens an escape? And then I was like, oh, yeah, but it's also in Japan. They're not the fucking United States uh, right now when it comes to all this COVID stuff. So maybe, but I don't know. I, I, I think you're right. That was the impression I got. But I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. <laughs> so then I, and I'm not sure if they're going to do like a, some sort of laser tag slash paintball thing to, you know, get tagged so many times you lose hit points and I, I don't know um it sounds intriguing i'd love to play it because i love escape rooms and it seems like right up my alley Kronos, i think they should make it a little more realistic though like <laughs> i think you need to sign waivers and if you fail you get crushed by a fucking plate like I, 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 oh <laughs> wow you're done you're done. You're done. That's a little bit further on. That's 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 the third or fourth, you know. Sign, sign the waiver. Sign it. <laughs> I thought it was escape room at first, too. That's what I thought it was when I first clicked on it. And I was able to see the video uh, before they took it down. I don't know what the heck it is. It almost feels like something like um, like a VR type thing for your, maybe like your phone. I don't know. It's I don't even know what it is. Yeah. Because because it doesn't even make sense that you like, I don't know, because they say it's a game, right? Like yeah. it's something that you're going to yeah. purchase. I don't think well, you can just purchase an escape room and drop it in your house. I mean, I don't I, know. Maybe I'm wrong. Like, I don't know. There was so many, like, is this like an online trivia show? Is this a, an escape room? Is is this an app? Like, I, don't, I, I really wish I could read Japanese. I have Rosetta Stone. I just have not started it at all. It's been sitting there for four years. I don't think I'm ever going to start it. I really want to, but I don't think I'm going to. Uh, yeah, so I don't know, but Final Fantasy VII Remake Real World Stealth Game incoming. Whatever the hell those terms mean when you combine them into one sentence. On the Seven Remake topic, though, the Game Awards 2020 nominations came out, and I do think we need to mention that the Seven Remake picked up six, six. six nominations for a game that came out 20 years ago being remade game of the year best direction best narrative best art direction best score and best role-playing game all for final mm -hmm. fantasy 7 now these were also notably uh the only nods to square enix properties uh themselves mm -hmm. but uh yeah i'm kind of like it's one of those weird spots where i'm kind of surprised but not surprised like, I'm kind of surprised it picked up six high marquee category nominations, but then not surprised because it was just really damn good. But yeah. you think of, like, other titles that came out this year, and particularly in, like, the role-playing category, it's not going to be the easiest competition, but I, I probably wouldn't be surprised, Kronos, if they, they swept and they took these six. Game of the Year, I think, might be the most challenging for them there Yeah, uh, out of the six. Uh, yeah, I agree. But I, I don't think a sweep of those six is impossible by any stretch. No, it's definitely possible, I, I think. I mean, they, they did a really good job. I mean, even the people that have, like, their small complaints, I don't think their complaints are in these areas that that's nominated for at all. Yeah. Um. So, and, I mean, even the people that complain are still like, but it's a 9 out of 10 game. Like, I mean, so... <laughs> I I, th I think they have a really good chance to sweep, but I do agree. I think game of the year is going to be the hardest one for them to pick up. I wouldn't be surprised if they picked up all of them, but the game of the year as well. I think that's also very possible. 
I agree. Tark? Uh, I see them getting five out of six. I think game of the year will, will be the challenge. Um, I think it's stiffest competition. Um, maybe is Ghost of Tsushima on there? Because I think that... I, for I think that was for what? Game of the year? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, I think that... Yeah. I think that's taken it. Um, Ghost of Tsushima was just an epic on such a grand scale. Um, and it was wholly original IP, so it has that going for it too. So. Yeah, the Game of the Year nominees, you had um, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, um, Hades, Animal Crossing, and one more. Uh, Last of Us, Last of Us Part um. Two. Hades is on there. That's pretty cool. I like Ori, it. Yeah. Ori didn't make yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. I thought Ori would definitely make it. Yeah. So those are those are your nominees for game of the year. Uh, what is this? Who put this in here? <laughs> Tark put this in here. Kingdom Hearts had a little interview with Gamatsu. Mm-hmm. So oh, okay. You got a little, okay, you well, look at you putting show notes yeah. together. <laughs> Some interesting quotes like from this, this interview. Well then I'm gonna let you here. I'll turn over hosting duties to you. You do it. Let's do this. <laughs> King, Kingdom Hearts. Let's talk about it. Hey, yeah. Uh I guess their twentieth anniversary is coming up, uh in twenty twenty two. And Nomura, he of Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy Seven Remake, um, was talking about that with uh Gamatsu. Looks like he is interested in continuing Kingdom Hearts in some form or fashion. Um, he he goes on to say, I'll, I'll read this quote here. Uh, I intend to tie up remaining loose story ends, but also want to change the format a bit. I want to drastically change the world and tell a new story, but also tie up the loose ends. Um, Kronos, what do you what do you make of that? Uh, you're gonna hate. I mean, y'all are gonna hate me. I've already been so negative today. <laughs> Do it. That's why uh, I, I think Kingdom Hearts needs to just like. Stop. I wouldn't be surprised to cut to your camera and see you just burning your bed <laughs> at some point. Today. It's on fire. It's like, and you're not you even reacting to it. It just burns. I, I so I was a big Most Kingdom Hearts me. fan for a long time, um, mm-hmm. and then after about the eighth sequel that they made on the handhelds before they made Kingdom Hearts three. <laughs> Um, I was kind of already burnt out, and then I was like, "Oh, Kingdom Hearts three is coming out. That's going to be great." And then I was really disappointed by that. Uh, even though I played through the whole thing, it's not a terrible game, but it's just like it's not what you wanted to wait ten years for. It's mm. kind of kind of what it is. I- I'm kind of just ready for this series to kind of be done. Um, not gonna lie, I-, I there are things I like about it, and there are things I think they could continue to do that that are great. But they just keep going down these rabbit holes, and none of it makes sense. I don't really know what story BT's even talking about closing because he just keeps reopening stuff every time. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't even really know if I could like have a cohesive thought about what No More does with Kingdom Hearts without. Which is what some people it. fear about Final Fantasy VII and him leading that is right, is they don't want all these plot holes and threads just dangling around from beginning to end. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a fear. It's a fear that I have of the game because I really like the original. I would have paid for 10, you know, parts of just remade Final Fantasy VII and been fine with it. And, you know, I would have probably complained a little bit, but I still would have bought every single one. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just, I think Kingdom Hearts 3 kind of left the sour taste in my mouth and especially, like, all just the handheld games they came out with that were just, to be honest, pretty subpar for the most part. I mean, some of them are okay. Uh, but like you know, you, you go back, you play Kingdom Hearts one and two, and they're masterpieces. They're really, really good. Um, and then, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm just kind of ready for it to be done. Like the the 
the rhythm game they have out now is fine. I'm fine with stuff like that. I think that's cool. But I, I'm not. I, I don't know if I'd even buy Kingdom Hearts four at this point. <laughs> like if he made it, I don't. Mike, know. you you a Kingdom Hearts fan? I love the Kingdom Hearts franchise. Uh, my bet is not on fire. Um, <laughs> I will admit, though, the Kingdom Hearts 3 kind of lost me at that point. I was yeah. about halfway through the game. I, I felt like I was done with it. Uh, a lot of that, I think, might have had to do with there was so little Final Fantasy left in it anymore. And it, that's not to say like it had to have Final Fantasy in it for it to, to grab me, but... That was very cool, seeing Disney characters and Final Fantasy characters interacting and going and seeing, you know, these Final Fantasy worlds and everything. I, I love that stuff. And to not have that in the box on for Kingdom Hearts 3 kind of hurt. But when I read this quote, being a fan and not a fan, uh, not a super fan, by the way, like I could not sit here and tell you the story of Kingdom Hearts. I don't fucking know. I don't understand it. <laughs> uh, you need encyclopedia. Yeah, there is, there you is, a, you know, I can give Omnibus. you the main story beats, but when you start getting into all the different shadows, and okay, fine, great, sure. <laughs> Make a YouTube video. I'll come watch it. Um, when I see I intend to tie up remaining loose story ends, I feel like that's what, Kingdom Hearts 3 was supposed to be was yeah. and there were so many loose ends that none of them it, at least to me none of them really got tied up to any great degree of satisfaction when I was done playing it um or or yeah and, and then there were so many like when you tell me you're going to wrap up loose ends I'm probably guessing we're getting four more Kingdom Hearts games. That's how many loose ends there are in the storyline. It just started to not make sense to me. I still love the franchise. I, on the other hand, would buy a Kingdom Hearts 4. I would hope to see more Final Fantasy and stuff in it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'm, I'm all for it. it. It's getting bizarre. It's gotten bizarre. It's been bizarre for a while. But uh, he doesn't actually talk about making a game necessarily here. So I could see this, like, he just says, I intend to tie up remaining loose story ends. So whether that be like a, a novel or a manga or any of the other myriad of media that they could go into here, I could definitely see something like that before we probably saw a Kingdom Hearts 4 or something like that at this point. Yeah, and and if, we, if we saw it, um, he, he did, the next quote was, uh, if we make a Kingdom Hearts game, for next-gen consoles is going to be released after many other companies have already made their titles. So um, it's it's not coming anytime soon. Um, so please wait for it. Hi. Um, I, I do like the part where he says drastically change the world. And then maybe that's um, a hint that he wants to make it more Square Enix focused um, for any next installment that he might be planning. Um, and maybe get away from Disney because um, when you have the Disney characters, you have to have Disney's, Disney's input in it. So maybe World of Square Enix? I think he's been trying to push away from the Final Fantasy yeah. characters and the Disney characters, honestly. I think he wanted to do like his own thing with just like Sora and Riku okay. and then like, you know, or the organization stuff and just go down that rabbit hole. So, I mean, I think that's possible that that's what he does. 2022 is the 20th anniversary. Yeah, I didn't realize in two years it'll have been 20 years since I played the original. Yeah, we had seven Final Fantasies in that time. We had three Kingdom Hearts. 
Just well, you had then. 40 Kingdom Hearts. They just were... Uh, yeah. Three uh, numbered yeah. ones. Yeah. <laughs> just well, for they... 90 different... Pl- well, they're all technically numbered, I guess. Uh, yeah. right, okay, I, right, you got me again. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they do have a lot of numbers in them. <laughs> yeah, then you're not doing uh, Final Fantasy Justice because they, they got all the side stuff. Also <laughs> true, yeah. Four yeah. Warriors. They're all of technically Light numbered. They're just none of them greater than three. Um. Kingdom Hearts actually really <laughs> likes their numbers, dude. You got like two fifty-four over five. They got halves in there. I don't know, man. Fractions, decimal points. We're, he did whatever. say we're working to deliver good news, so I hope you'll keep an eye on us until then. Oh, way to tease a maybe announcement like, two freaking <laughs> years from now. If that isn't That's like quintessentially square five years Enix, in I don't know what is. All right, guys, it's been a pleasure, but we need to wrap this up. So let's head over to everybody's favorite segment, Love It or Leave It, every week. Every week, the three of us pick a topic and we uh, discuss whether we love it, want more of it, or leave it. We're kind of done with it, throw it aside. And so remember, this could be specific to a game it could be a specific game it could be a feature in a game it could be a business decision decision square enix makes but today having a feeling where our chat was gonna go when we were talking about our favorite uh final fantasy game earlier and indeed chat did take it here i wanted to pick one aspect of combat in final fantasy series and get your take now 2020 current year argument as a somebody that is older now than when they played you know final fantasy 4 back in the day turn-based rpg gameplay in general not specific to any final fantasy in particular or any role-playing series in particular uh, but just turn-based rpg gameplay do you still love it or do you leave it? And Kronos, you're in a terrible mood. We'll start with you. <laughs> so I'm, I'm positive about this one. It's okay. Uh, yeah, I, I love me some turn-based, honestly. Whether it's like tactical turn-based or like true, like old school, like Final Fantasy turn-based. I think Persona Five proves that like we can still have a modern turn-based RPG, and it's still amazing. I mean, that game hooked me, and I didn't even really play any other Persona series before that. And I could take that all day. Just keep giving me those. Um, so I'm I'm all about that. Yeah, Octopath has been pointed out in the chat. I think Octopath yep. is is good in its own right. I mean, the music in that is great, and the combat in that is very Persona like, honestly. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm 100 in the love it category here. Like, not even close. All right, the pe- the firebed is is put out. <laughs> uh, I'll go next. I also got to give it love it, and I think there was no surprise coming from me. I've kind of alluded to this and talked about it on previous episodes. In fact, mentioning Persona, just because I don't feel like Final Fantasy is likely to have it, uh, maybe not ever again in in a mainline Final Fantasy. Uh, they're kind of, you know, that series always evolves with the times. I do think not only as a whole, but also within Square Enix, things like Octopath Traveler, Dragon Quest, carrying that turn-based, uh, you know, torch into the future. And I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I love it, love it, love it. Tarkoth. Uh, three for three. I love it. Um, I mean, I'm playing Dragon Quest Eleven right now. I'm, I'm loving all my time with it, um, which you can find here at Ready Check Radio on Saturdays and Sunday evenings. Um, plug, 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 <laughs> plug, 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 plug. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, turn base has its place. Um, Dragon Quest is is an amazing, beautiful game. Persona Five. I mean, you can dump literal days uh, into that game. Here, it's a hundred plus hour game. I'm planning on 
getting into that at some point. Uh, Octopath Traveler is amazing. Uh, I feel that they should uh, redo Final Fantasy VI in Octopath Traveler's engine. I think that would be amazing, and I would play the hell out of it. Um, but yeah, it doesn't have definitely has its place in 2020. And uh, let's let's get some more good stuff. Bravely Default uh, two oh, coming yeah, out. Yeah, that, good call. You know, that's I feel that's going to be probably uh, legit right there too. Well, that's our take on it. But do you love it or do you leave it turn-based combat? Whether you're on YouTube or you're over on readycheckradio.com, put your thoughts in the comments below on whether you love it or you leave it for turn-based RPG combat. And maybe it'll appear on a future show. Now, speaking of streams, we have plenty of streamers that do a lot of streaming across this channel every single day of the week at anytime so make sure you're following twitch.tv slash ready check radio r-a-i-d-e-o so that we can always keep you notified of any streamers going live whether it's an mmorpg a single player game consoles pcs whatever you name it our gamers play it all and we've got a stream coming up right after the show for you today this one's going to be done yeah yeah this one's going to be done by uh, Faye Death. Faye Death did a streaming, did was gracious last week and gave me her Thursday slot when we did the uh, PlayStation 5 reveal. So thank you so much for that. Kudos and applause uh, to, to her for that. Uh, and then streamed Friday. But back at our normal time slot right after the show. Faye, are you there? Why, hello, Ready Check Radio. Hello. <laughs> so, How are we tonight? Nice show, guys. Well, thank you. What are you What are you streaming today? What are you streaming today? Oh, th- this evening we are going to bring you some high-energy pew-pew in Rogue Company because it has been quite a long time since I've gotten into it, something that I've wanted to work on. And uh, what better time and what better people to do that than with you guys? Yeah. So we got our monster nice. and because uh, I'm slow today, so we'll see how it goes. Getting a little practice in the pew pews. So make sure you're sticking around. Thank you, Faye. We'll turn it over to you in just a moment here. But make sure you're sticking around in chat to check out Faye and team in Rogue Company. You can hang out and watch all the pew pews. That's going to wrap it up for today's episode of The Relic Grind. Thank you so much for watching. We hope that you'll follow us and hang out live on a future show. Until that said future show, Kronos, where can everybody follow you? Yeah, same as always. So Twitter's below if you want to listen to me rant. Maybe my bed will stop <laughs> catching on fire. Uh, Played about some stuff. I've been streaming a lot of Street Fighter Five, and I'm been, uh, back into the card game now. So if you want to learn how to play the Final Fantasy card game, you can uh, tune into my stream, which is twitch.tv slash RVA Kronos, and I'll teach you how to play the game. It's a lot of fun. Tarka. Uh, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch at Tarkov Gaming. Uh, I am streaming a little bit of Genshin Impact. Uh, they got an event going on right now. Uh, also doing Final Fantasy XIV, where apparently I do not have the big D DPS as a scholar. Shocker, I'm a healer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Saturday and Sunday nights, uh, you can find me right so here on Ready Check salt Radio. In this Discord today. There's just so <laughs> much salt. <laughs> uh, where, where I'm currently streaming uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. So come and join me on all the places. I'm Mike Bird. You can follow me personally there at Magic Man, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio so we can tweet everything at you. Happy Thanksgiving. Remember, no shows next week, but we'll see you Saturday for Gaming Gumbo. Until next week, gang, 
want you all to stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. And don't be so salty. <laughs> I feel attacked.